From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So I've been paying attention to the news, even though I had my first medical procedure of my life. But I want you to know that I understand now if you're going to speak against the propaganda of the state, you have to have a disclaimer. So I want to give you a disclaimer. First of all, what you're going to hear here on this show is nothing but the truth. Complete thought of reality. No propaganda, no spin. No party affiliation whatsoever. I've identified the problem, and it is politicians, number one, specifically. But moreover, it is the Democrat mafia. That is the problem. But I also want to be completely upfront with you. I had never been put under before. I had been put under for a procedure. Moon River, than a mile. It's true. I had to have a colonoscopy, which now entitles me to, uh, I can head up one of the bureaucracies in the Biden administration now. And uh, everything went well. However, when you're on anesthesia, they tell you you're not supposed to drive a vehicle for 24 hours. I said, it has nothing to do with a talk show. So today could be fun. Uh, Bunny does have her hand on the dump button in case I should slip and swear because I wanted to tell you I had a Democrat procedure. And uh, Pete does. Pete's got his little squirrel hands all over it. But the hypocrisy of uh, the Democrats did not escape me. It was wonderful to be down here in southwest Florida where I was guaranteed no Democrat would touch my perfect naked body. And no one did. It wasn't until I came out that I got to see Pippi Lystocking slander people who were not in the Marxist mafia and make fun of the reality so many people trapped in these Democrat-run sewers have to live with on a daily basis. You see, they're not soft on crime, even though we have judges like uh, the Cook County judge, Tim Evans. He's a chief judge, and he doesn't want to charge anybody under 26. Don't have the prefrontal cortex that is developed. And the prefrontal cortex of the brain does not itself fully develop until you're closer to the age of 25 years of age. That's why the Democrats focus on lowering the voting age to 12, because only a Democrat without a developed cortex could uh, in conscience vote for these frauds, these liars, these mafia figures. So she was on a a podcast today, and it's an interesting podcast when you read about it. It's called um, Pod Save America. And it's headed up by Chicago's very own John Favreau, Daniel Pfeiffer, who I believe is the son of Michelle Pfeiffer, and your mom is hot and you're stupid. And then uh, John, uh, the, the unfunny comedian, what's his name, Lovett? John Lovett. He's good for absolutely nothing except to point at his lack of chin and laugh. She was on this where she let her hair down, her dyed fake hair. If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs, right? Which mm-hmm. is on my TV right now. So right now, just to give you a sense, so CNN, Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the because they're running your lies, they're running your propaganda to take away from your failings. Where are your failings? In the sewers you rule over, New York. 
New Jersey, Chicago, Los Angeles, where the cops are the ones that are the bad guys and the criminals are the good guys to the Democrats. Market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean? Right. Um, so there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. It's interesting that alternate universe co- comment. Because it truly is an alternate universe. This weekend, yesterday, in fact, when I was not eating, I was reading a lot. Cops say they saw a 10-time felon trying to steal a catalytic converter. Prosecutors refused to charge him with a felony. I found this on Newsbreak, which is a wonderful, wonderful uh, outlet for media. It gives you the headlines of the cities you like to watch. And as you know, I specifically like to watch the sewer of Chicago. Chicago police officers who were responding to a 911 call, say they witnessed a 10-time felon once again stealing a catalytic converter from a car after he successfully stole one from another vehicle nearby. And this goes on to say where the cop sees the green power saw. It's nice. He travels with a power saw and a carjack. See, this guy, his name is Dexter. According to state records, William Dexter is currently on parole for being a felon in possession of a firearm with a prior gun conviction. He has nine other felony convictions on his Illinois record, including a gun case, resisting arrest, causing injury, aggravated battery in public place, narcotics, aggravated battery of a government employee, among stealing numerous catalytic converters. That's his side job. So, you know, what what the uh, Democrats call him is not only a member of their base and somebody that they're trying to make things good for in society, but they call him righteous. And see, there's not a crime problem when this scumbag not only is around stealing things on a revolving door where he's held for hours, hours after he's arrested. But you see, the problem is your interpretation of him being a scumbag felon criminal, wanting him incarcerated rather than victimizing your sons, your daughter, your brothers, your sister, your wife, whatever the case is. See, he's the good guy in Chicago. The cop is the bad guy. So even this was even a little bit too much for some of the propaganda network. CNN asked a question that I thought was funny in her spinning what you just heard. Now, you just heard what she had to say. I wanted to ask about uh, there was an appearance, your appearance on Pod Save America. There was um, a discussion of Fox's crime coverage. Um, and one line has prompted some criticism um, from people. It was um, soft on crime consequences. What even is that? Um, were you speaking in your personal opinion, or is that at all um, a reflection of the priorities of this administration? Because the criticism is that um, it would reflect that crime is not a priority of this administration. It's not the criticism, dummy. It's the reality by the people who are trapped in these Democrat sewers who are victimized over and over and over again. See, that's our reality. When a prosecutor makes up a term like mutual combat, when a 10-time felon, a 10-time felon literally goes through a booking process to get the bologna sandwich you get after they fingerprint you and then let it back out on the streets again. I wonder if he even has to buy a new saw or they just give him his old one back. See, that's the reality. And the other reality is the Democrats are going to do nothing for you. They have no intention on fixing this, on fixing the border, on fixing the drug fentanyl. In fact, they like the drug dealers. After all, I am completely convinced they are the biggest contributors 
to the 50 thieves of Chicago pretending to be aldermen. I mean, aside from the corporatists who give that drunk Riley some campaign contributions just to keep that scheme going in the loop. Well, I encourage anyone to listen to the full context of the interview and the conversation. What I was speaking to was a Chiron on Fox News, since you raised it, which suggested this administration is soft on crime with no basis. Bonnie, what was the uh, what was the shooting totals and the murder? I know it was a cold weekend. I believe there was some snow. And I know we can't really get the carjacking statistics, but those would be interesting, along with the robbery. See, because here's the one thing that these morons never want to cop to. The fact that the mayhem, only 18 shot. Okay, that doesn't matter. That's not a big number. I think the under over is 30 in the wintertime. What they want to, they do not want to cop to, they do not want to recognize is that when they are in office nationally, the perpetrators realize they will be protected, which is why the crime goes parabolic. And for those Democrats who may be hearing a recording of this, parabolic means straight up, you stupid bastards. And every time you're in charge, that's the misery index that goes straight up as well. Because all you know how to do is come on here and lie and cheat and steal and then make excuses for your incompetence, for your failure and for your fascism. Because after all, this is what one of your judges, you know, in Cook County, they call him chief judge. This is what they sound like when asked about a 16 year old who shot an eight year old and God knows how many other mayhems he's caused. And along with the numerous what would be categorized as adolescents in society here, they're just felon scum and an excuse to waste $28,000 a year pretending they go to school. Don't have the prefrontal cortex that is developed. And the prefrontal cortex of the brain does not itself fully develop until you're closer to the age of 25 years of age. Well, then what's your excuse, stupid? Because yours isn't developed. And if you weren't fitting an affirmative action category, not only would you not be a judge, something tells me you wouldn't have passed the bar, morons moron that's who's in control of these democrat sewers and when you ask them about the actual reality of the mayhem they tell you to put your mask on and take the vaccine how's the vaccine doing terrible in fact over 40 percent of the people that die in illinois all listen to your bs all turn themselves into mindless morons in fact this weekend down here i went for dinner before i had to starve myself for a day and a half to get a democrat procedure done and uh, we were in a steakhouse that had a show, and these two wonderful people came in, yet they were the only people wearing a mask. And it was filthy on top of it. And they came and said, can I sit next to you? I said, sure you can, sure you can. And my buddy says, as long as you got your mask on, because you're in Florida, what the hell do you got your mask on for? And then you know what the guy said to me? And it was interesting, because I, I got to talking to him. He was a wonderful guy. He said, you know, I'm from New York, and I, I, I don't know, I just feel like I should wear it. And I said, that's because they programmed you. And that's what they do. They program you to be their slave rather than witness their corruption and their failure. And that's why you have restaurateurs in Chicago that are more interested in asking for handouts and free money than earning it and turning back on their restaurants because they've adopted that mind of a willful slave. We call them Democrats strongholds. See, that's how you can only get to this point when the American citizen takes on the ideology of the European socialist, where he recognizes he doesn't have any rights, not any that haven't been given to him by politicians. And that's the crux of our real problem, no matter where it is. It's your inability 
to recognize who the boss is. See, in America, you were the boss. You used to be in charge. They were your servant. Tell me in the last two years who the servant is and who the master is. You'll have to forgive me. I still might be a little groggy, but I still say me at 80% is better than anybody else out there at 100. I'm crossing you in style someday. I don't know, Bunny. I just don't feel the same. I feel a little violated. This must be how my wife felt on the honeymoon. But she knew the future was brighter, and so do I. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560. I thought for sure we'd get a call at least about the colonoscopy. Someone's missing an IHM class of 85 ring. Um... I still want to go on about the incompetence of this boob president. It's so embarrassing, man. It is just outrageous. First, when asked about the gangs that are destroying the Democrat stronghold cities, the sewers, this is prior to Pippi Lystocking saying, ah, there's no real problem. It's just Fox News. You know, there's a, the gangs we're working on, there's a whole lot of illegal uh, um, movement. That's inspiring, isn't it? Oh, God. It really is. It really is amazing that anybody voted for this moron. Anybody. I mean, I understand the dead and the fake people, but how could a live, breathing citizen vote for this stupid son of a dog? If I may. But having said that, why don't I stop and uh, take any questions you all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first. Great. I think we'll have Supreme Court candidates. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Now they give them. They give them a piece of paper. Who to ask? They give it to him. Hand it to him. Even when he says it, what is his? Uh, what is his press secretaries? What are the people that are protecting us from the reality? We have a president who is unfit. Un- I mean, he's unfit. It's time for the twenty-fifth amendment. Yet nobody wants to talk about it. Let's go to CNN for some commentary. All right, we're listening in to President Biden speaking with a group of um, the nation's governors at the White House touting and promoting the efforts by the Congress and his administration in um, trying to help states through the pandemic to this point. Um, we're going to continue to listen in what happens there. You can see lots of reporters trying to ask questions not happening today. We'll continue to monitor that and bring you the news. Can you imagine if Trump would have done this? Can you imagine if George W. Bush would have done this? Can you imagine if any anybody who is not protected by the Marxist mafia was simply protected in this fashion? That's the one thing I really do miss about Trump. He was unfettered. And no matter what the topic was, he fielded each and every question, calling on people he knew ideologically opposed Americanism, calling on the mafia, calling on the Marxists. And yet... The reaction by what is supposed to be, see, this is why I can't stand CNN. If it was ratings driven, if it was the old fashioned news, this would be long gone. But the fact that they're just a write off for AT&T means they'll be around forever. Fox News had a little different interpretation. Wow. So that was so awkward right then, because clearly the president did not know that when you say, can I take any questions? All the media in the room might have a few. He doesn't know anything. You know, really, that's the issue at hand. What does he know? You know, I remember, didn't Trump have to take a test? 
They thought he was senile, right? Didn't he have to take a, a test? Can we get Biden to take a test on camera? And the test could be given by Republican representatives simply asking questions regarding current events. Do you think that Joe Biden knows that North Korea fired off their biggest and best missile over the weekend? Their biggest and best. You think he knows? I don't think he knows. I don't think he knows anything. Well, I uh, let me start by uh, saying a few words before I talk about our guest about Russia and Ukraine. I've uh, had a uh, productive talk last week uh, with uh, President Zelensky, and we continue to engage in nonstop uh, diplomacy. Can you imagine hanging up the phone with this idiot? You know, I, I negotiate for a living, always have. The minute I hang up the phone, I have come to a conclusion about the wherewithal and the competence of who I'm talking to. And I'm simply just a capitalist, a businessman. Do you not think politicians know that? And the minute you hang up the phone with this piece of dung, this incompetent, feeble moron, that's why we are in this turmoil. And I haven't even discussed the economy. What do you think that's going to look like in three years? 312-642-5600. Joe Dundee. Hey, Joe. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, um, are you sure you want to impeach uh, <laughs> Sleepy Absolutely. Joe? Absolutely. What's, uh, what's the country yeah, Kim, about? Kim Smella would sign so many executive orders in two she years. She'd be going. She wouldn't she sign would. more than Joe. She wouldn't sign more than Joe. Joe's signing them as they, yeah, as they come I, in. I, I'm talking I mean, about gun confiscation and just crazy. Doesn't it doesn't matter because if you want to win, that's what you need. You need the most unpopular woman next to the Duchess of Chaffington to inspire and change things. That's the win you need. That should be what the Republicans focus on, is the fact that we need to win for certain. And one thing is for certain. Kamala Harris isn't liked by even Democrats, dogs, homeless people she's trying to reward. In fact, the only people that do like her are Sweet Willie Brown and uh, maybe, maybe, Maybe your husband, although I'm not convinced. He doesn't look happy. No, he doesn't look happy at all. It looks like a very, very sad man. And then maybe we could get to the issues. And what do I mean by the issues? Did you know, I bet you didn't know, that in this bill, the infrastructure that they're touting, that there are billions and billions and billions of dollars for speed cameras all over the nation? Did you know that? And you don't even have to be in a state that supports it. Working on... Uh, together with uh, South Florida Water Management District, Blood DEP, where we work with our federal partners, we're really uh, pleased with the progress we at the state level have made. Uh, the federal is beyond our control, but we absolutely believe that with all that money that they're throwing out, you know, they're spending like $15 billion on speed cameras. I mean, you're, you're driving, they take a picture of your license plate, just send you uh, a bill. I mean, I don't like that. It's adding more surveillance in our society. I don't know why you would want to go down that road. $15 billion in speed cameras. I wonder, aside from the Democrat mafia member that got the contract, I wonder how many morons that supported the infrastructure, the bipartisan infrastructure, knew that this was one of the bonuses in it. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM 560. The answer. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we got a little convoy, the night. Yes, the Freedom Convoy. Canada. 
showing more of a desire for freedom and liberty than most Americans. It's inspiring to see. But I want to go back a little bit and discuss why I was so against the shutdown. And it isn't just because the suicide rate has doubled as we lost the uh, the Miss USA from 2019. Beautiful, beautiful girl jumped from the 30th floor. She's just another stat in the hopelessness of the COVID reaction and the government seizure of America, among other, in fact, governments around the world that took over life. But there's more of a diabolical reason. And this is why I argued against it from the time it was even proposed that the government would be able to shut down society, to backdoor nationalize every piece of property and put you under house arrest. Because the cure that they're going to pose to you is exactly what we are going through right now. The infrastructure, the COVID relief, the welfare, the nonsense, the collectivism, the former capitalists like Rick Bayless demanding more money so he could stay open. This is a guy whose restaurant you couldn't get into unless you had a reservation months in advance. Now he's turned into a welfare roach where he just wants money for nothing instead of earning it. Instead of recognizing the handful of states that never bought into it, those restaurateurs don't need a handout. They're not interested in welfare. Who's interested in welfare? The corrupt. Those corrupt people who pretend to be capitalists, who pretend to be businessmen, who pretend to be in business that cannot survive without government welfare. Like GM. General Motors is a front for unions. It's all it is. It's not General Motors the way you knew it. It's not an American car company, unless you say American government-sponsored car company. Then it is, along with Ford, along with Chrysler, along with all. They can't exist without a welfare scheme. And to prove my point, the Obama-inserted CEO, CEO of GM, was at a meeting with the moron where he pretended to be awake and pretended to have a, a, a grasp of what they were speaking of. And there's a tell in what she said I want you to hear. Up and, uh, your new EV factory and, uh, and that, uh, that Hummer before I, I talked about Dearborn and the F-150. Just listen to this buffoon. But that, that Hummer, my Lord, you guys have you? The good news is when he talks about Hummers versus when Clinton did, totally different. Seen this vehicle? It weighs three times what my Corvette weighs. Now, is that the Corvette that you smashed when you were having the affair with your now wife? Or did you have one also? Or was it just her husband's? When it was brand new, the Corvette was 0 to 60 in 5.2 seconds. Mm-hmm. This is about 4.1. Actually, models up to 0 to 3 seconds. Or oh. 0 to 60 in 3 seconds, yeah. Okay, I'm looking for a job, Mary. I, yeah, make sure you got a new Depends on it. Anyway, uh, all kidding aside, uh, I'd like to, you know, uh-huh. what uh, uh-huh. what do you what can you tell me about what the investments will make in this legislation? Would it takes a great man to overcome dementia. Mean to your business and your business moving forward. Absolutely. Well, first of all, again, it is an honor to be here today and be able to speak about climate change and our aligned goals as it relates to converting to an all-electric future. And General Motors is committed uh, to invest more than $35 billion uh, to support electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles by 2025. Just yesterday, as you mentioned, we uh, made an announcement to 
put $7 billion more into the state of Michigan for uh, affecting four facilities, converting one plant to electric truck manufacturing as well as uh, two additional factories and then a battery plant. And All built on welfare. All of it could not exist, does not exist, none of it exists without debt pretending to be cash that the government has. This is where this $1.2 trillion bill will turn into the original 2.4 that they wanted. None of this is possible without a, a corrupted system that pretends that General Motors is anything other than a charity case. Think about the idea that from, the, from job one, her job, all the way down to the guy who will sweep, none of it is real. All of it is a form of welfare. Why does this not bother Americans anymore? Why does it not bother Americans when restaurateurs want welfare? Why does it not bother Americans that more than ever society is on one form of welfare or another? What does the future look like for a welfare state? Anybody from Venezuela? Anybody? Anybody from Europe? What do you think is going to happen to your income under a socialist system? By the way, this will fail. Just like Brad Pitt's Homes in, in, uh, in uh, Louisiana failed. 109 homes. There are only six that are still standing, all built with that green energy nonsense. All. He's in a major lawsuit right now. Because this technology, it doesn't work, especially if you're in a climate like Chicago, especially if you're in any climate that isn't exactly perfect. The cars don't work. The batteries do more damage. The energy are not magic holes that actually has to come from somewhere. This is a giant scheme, and every aspect of it will lead to future welfare. And now the question is, are you just going to get used to it and take it? Or are you going to be like the Canadians and maybe stand up for yourself? It's a joke when we have to turn to Canada. We've seen Canada go from uh, a country of Justin Trudeau's promises of sunny ways into dark authoritarian oppression and control. Yes. We want to do, we want two things. We want to get rid of the vaccine mandates and the passports. And the passport, and that's just the, when it comes to the COVID. What about the economy? See, because the Canadians, they don't tell you. They pay the highest in taxes, and God forbid they own real estate. There's a reason that they don't want to sell it. They get 50% of any profit to the government. That's what America's future looks like. And you can thank a Democrat for it, because they're just getting started. Neil in LaGrange. What do you say, Sean? You know, Sorry, a couple man. things. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, one of the things, you know, you're talking about these green energy, but what people or these, uh, these greens, as I like to call them, forget is somewhere at the other end of the line is there's a turbine spinning that pays some sort of a fossil fuel or a nuclear fuel, but it's not, uh, it's, you know, it's not one of these, uh, windmills that are powering that electricity. And furthermore, you know, if everything, everything wants to hit this grid, what the grid can't handle another thirty percent. It can't handle a three percent bump. But Neil, that's just an excuse to take more trillions into shoring up the grid, which ultimately will run on coal or oil or one that's of the other things the eco Nazis right. the eco Nazis pretend to hate and couldn't live without. We're pretty uh we're pretty fortunate here in Illinois is that you know, we've got what, five or six nuclear plants and I think we're also isolated from the national grid to a point. But, you know, we've also got those spot uh, plants that run on uh, natural gas. 
Yeah. That if there's all of a sudden, what do they call them? Peak, uh, I forget. You probably know yeah. better than I. Um, but I called you about this Rick Bayless guy. You got time to talk for that, or you want to move on to somebody else? I gotta, I gotta move on to somebody else, Neil. Don't be mad. I'm up against the clock, but you can always no, no, call no me. Hey, I'm before I let you go, can anybody end? tell that yeah. I was violated? Do I sound a little groggy? Am I all right? Uh, you know something? I, yeah, I would have taken adult beverage maybe, and just take yeah. take it a little easier I today. Gave, I gave that up. <laughs> have a good I one, man. That up twenty years ago, but I still do really love my music. Old dream. Maker, you heartbreaker. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now a whole generation's mentally ill. Isn't that the truth? You've got kids advocating for this BS. You've got adults, men who made something out of themselves, bend knee to this fascism, this failure. Because this is what socialism is. It enslaves someone to someone else. Always built on the backs of workers. Who works harder than truck drivers? Who works harder than them? If it wasn't for them, you'd have nothing. You're starting to see that now. Supply chain. Supply chain BS. You've disenfranchised them. You've disincentivized them. You've guaranteed to implement your fascism over them. That's why I love when they stand up for themselves. Regal. In his semi. Hi, Rago. Hello. How are you? Wonderful, buddy. Thanks for uh, doing what you do and keeping food on my shelf. Listen, I, I appreciate that. I've been driving 50 years. I'm 71 years old. I'm still driving a truck. I'm still trying to make it because I got bills to pay like everybody else. You know, tires are going up. Fuel's going up. Gas is going up. Everything's going up. United States people got to wake up and say, we had enough. I came out of Cuba and it's the same crap that we did. Same thing. This is why I love... We got to get up and say, we had enough. We had enough from this guy. You are why I love immigrants. Because you're more of an American patriot than these spoiled trust fund brats. With or without a neck like Pritzker, you're twice the man as the politician trying to extort you, intimidate you, and coerce you. You keep it up. And you you know you got a lot of fans, brother. And uh, I really appreciate that. In fact, let me go to this real quick for you. There's yeah. a lot of truck drivers that want to lock down this country. They want to lock down. People going to realize, hey, you know what? This is going to happen. The day that this happens, people are going to say, oh, my God, what happened? That's what's going to happen. Rago, I'm going to do I, I I would like you to let me do you some a favor. I want to let... Can you let me buy you one of my hoodies for my show? You, you, would you wear it? I wore it with proud with, with all my heart, man. Thank you, brother. Thank I, you. It I, means I, a lot to me. Have, it means a lot to I me. I listen to you every day. Every oh, day. I love it. All right, you stay on the line. Bunny, let's send him a t-shirt or a, a hoodie. A hoodie. Thank you very much, Regal. You see, what, what bothers me is that he gets it, number one. Number two, because of his age, he's being double taxed. Did you know that? Because he wants to work like a man, and until he says he doesn't want to work anymore, he's being double taxed because it would be better for him to go on the Social Security Socialist BS. That's a man right there. He's twice the man as Little Dick Durbin. By the way, does Little Dick Durbin get double taxed or any of these other 80-year-old insider traders we pretend are senators, married to chubby lobbyists? John in Milwaukee. 
Yeah, here's a cute one for you. Harris is Biden her time. B-I-D-E-N. Oh! I appreciate I appreciate Can you imagine, though? Who wants her to get the job more than her husband so he doesn't have to listen to her BS all the time? That's when you. I hope you stay late, honey. Stay late at the office. Thank you very much, John. He'll take being called the first lady. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, thank you for uh, mentioning that young lady that uh, jumped uh, over the weekend. It's very sad. It's but, tragic, uh, I'm listening man. to the news. It is, yeah. And what I'm going to talk about, I mean, all this we're talking about is all connected because of this ridiculous shutdown. This is why you have first we're talking about uh, giving us uh, rebates on uh, property taxes. But I'm watching the news in Spanish, and the first story is a Pilsen business owner restaurant. I only filled two tables today. Hello. It's ridiculous. And this these are the guys, you know, it's it's just it's it's you wonder did they not understand what was going to happen if you let them shut your business down, if you let them take away your property, if you let them put you under house arrest? Did you not understand the devastation it would cause? You know, the suicide that we talked about that you started to talk about first. Do you know how common that is now? That is now common because you've taken these kids and the human spirit does not want to be a slave. It may pretend to it may ask for welfare, but ultimately, in the dark of night, it cannot live with the reality that they are but a slave at the mercy of someone else, that they are mortgaged to someone else. I don't know specifically what her problem was, but I do know that the, the, over the last two years, a lot of Americans have those same problems and those same thoughts. And there's a reason the suicide rate is parabolic and politicians don't want to talk about it. They caused it. Just like they caused the uptick in crime, in looting. What's their solution? Be more sympathetic to the perpetrator? And that hopelessness goes on to the kind people, to the good people. Those are the people who walk around in depression. Luckily, there's people that have the spirit to spit in the face of their oppressor. That's what I do. That's what I'm doing. Because American principles are the enemy of fascists, are the enemy of Marxists, are the enemy of Democrats. They don't like our principles. They don't like the principles of freedom. They advocate to abolish them. Not while I'm here, even after a colonoscopy even after some anesthesia, and even after... Wherever you're going, I'm going your way to drifters off. Andy Williams, Moon River, you can't beat it. 312-642-5600, I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. See, I'm old enough to remember Silver Shovel. Oh, but I do. I'm in the real estate game, so I know how the Tony Resco corrupt scum game works with fast Eddie Burke, not so fast, just Viagra addict Eddie Burke, and the table of wisdom judges and the rest of it. I'm well adverse to the Cook County scams, but I'm still optimistic there are good people there. I have a dear friend of mine who's just trapped in a corrupt system. I think there's about a handful of them. Pat O'Brien appears to be one of them. He's Judge Pat O'Brien, who's twice worked in the Cook County uh, state's attorney's office. He actually ran against Kim Fox, also known as Peanut Head, on this show. 
And uh, he was as, as offended as I was, I'm certain, and I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to go out on limb when he heard this. Don't have the prefrontal cortex that is developed. And the prefrontal cortex of the brain does not itself fully develop until you're closer to the age of 25 years of age. Now, Pat, um, I don't know uh, if it matters the age of the person that shoots you, that carjacks you, that rapes your daughter or wife or sister or mother, but uh, does the cerebral cortex and the development of it play any part in what should be the law protecting me from the assailant? Well, Sean, good afternoon. It's nice uh, to talk to you. And my answer is that um, there may be some scientific truth to the fact that the brain isn't developed in in younger people until a certain age. But once a person crosses a line and commits a murder or rape, an armed carjacking, I think we have to put aside uh, theories and essentially uh, assess consequences. You know, I walked around with a sense of American arrogance, thinking that law was always my shield. It wasn't until I became of age and watched the bastardization of American law till I kind of lost respect for specifically Democrat-led cities and Democrat judges. I understand that that may be a harsh reality, but it is the reality in what we've experienced. <clears throat> You're now seeing the ramifications of having Kim Fox as the state's attorney. And my answer is, how do you like it? So I think there are good people that want to change it, and I think you're one of those people. What is the likelihood that the average Illinoisan, the average citizen, the average Chicago Democrat, whether the cortex is developed or not, wants it to change? Well, I thought they were ready to vote a change in in 2020, and uh, I guess I was wrong. But the system and the problems haven't gotten any better. They seem to have gotten worse. And the problem now is we've got to wait out uh, another three or so years of Kim Fox and her uh, policies, which make us all a lot less safe. If you were uh, giving advice to your daughters, would you tell them to wait it out or would you tell them to get out? Well, uh, I don't have any daughters. I have a son, <laughs> but I understand I, the point. Yes. And I guess it's that uh, we don't have a recall process of elected officials in the state of uh, Illinois. And there's good and bad in that. Um, and it takes, you know, it's obviously the voters that have to determine if there's going to be a change. And I'm hoping that they get set up before it gets so bad that it can't be uh, straightened out. When you see, and you, I, I, when did you leave the, uh, uh, the, uh, when did you leave the um, state's attorney? Did, what was the year you left? I, I left in 93 and went in private practice, uh, practicing criminal defense. And then I went on the bench as a judge in 206. And I stepped down from there in 2015 and went back into private practice. When you see such atrocities go really unprosecuted, un when you see such atrocities and clout used as an example of uh, getting off, when you see Daly's nephew sucker punch the 98-pound kid and kill him, when you see that there are Cook County family judges that sit on an investment group with corrupt aldermen, how do you stay positive 
in this system? Well, I can understand the frustration. My own frustration boiled up when uh, Smollett happened, and I did something I never thought I'd do, which was uh, run for the state's attorney's job. Um, I, it's, but it's a situation where you can get frustrated and drop out and kind of just get um, throw your hands up, or you can get back into the process and try to change it. And I think uh, I'm, I'm hoping that everybody, at least enough people who vote, are going to want to change this uh, the next time Kim Fox is up in 2024. I um, I made my decision, and I went to an area that protected my my rights as an American citizen and that enforced law. It is a different way. It is something that I want all of my Illinoisan brothers and sisters who are decent people to experience. This is something that is obvious around the nation. There are counties and cities and states where crime is prosecuted and people are put away, regardless of their cortex, regardless of their genitalia, regardless of their race. How can you possibly fix a system when the answer seems to be from the people in charge that what the perpetrators need is more benefits and what the victims need is free health care? How could you possibly fix it if they're not willing to live in reality? Well, I, I see it this way. Crime creates two levels of concern. The first and most uh, immediate level is for the victim, and if it's a homicide, for the family and friends. But that second outer level is the fear it creates in a, in a broader, um, among the citizens who see crime and think to themselves, it could be me, it, I, it restricts how they act and what kind of things they feel free to do. And it's that second level that takes time to develop this has been a one-party town <laughs> forever, years. and it's going to take, uh, I hope, until 2024 and not beyond that to change that. When you see that become the national way of, of, of policy, and the Biden administration has been very clear, uh, Jen Psaki laughed at the idea Democrats are light on crime. When you see the, 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 the cartels, have, they are the only one that are not subject to inflation. When you see the unfettered drug dealing and the, and the turn of a blind eye to mutual combat, how bad do you, do, do you want to say there is a way to fix this, and that's to enforce American law? It almost seems logical that the, the, the change that's needed is something that doesn't take a miracle. It simply takes common sense, good judgment, and an idea that you the, the 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 thought of doing nothing about crime without consequences doesn't stop crime. It basically fuels it, and so I'm in a position, especially with uh, the mayor elected in New York, Adams, who I think essentially is trying to fight this wave. I'm I'm somewhat, um, I guess, encouraged that um, Chicago and Cook County doesn't need necessarily to throw our hands up and just let things happen. Pat, I believe that there are Cook County Republicans that are just as bad as Democrats. In fact, I particularly am disgusted when Cook County Republicans throw fundraisers for Cook County Democrats. Should the position of judges, why should that be a party affiliation? I don't understand why we have allowed 
the corruption in politics to enter judges, where now you have a, about a 95% likelihood that the judge that will be handling any case, regardless of what it is, will be, in fact, a Chicago Democrat. And the only hope you have is if you can get to the suburbs. How do we get that out? How do we change that? And should judges be politically affiliated? Or should they, in fact, disclose it? Because when you go to vote, they don't disclose if they're a Republican or a Democrat. They just have their name there. Why is that? Are they given an anonymity of party affiliation? Well, let's, let's start. Obviously, like I said, I was a judge. I stepped down. The initial time that a circuit uh, position opens up for election, uh, there is the party label Democrat-Republican. Every time after that, it was a six-year position, when a judge runs for retention, the party label is, is no longer there, and you need 60% or more of the people that vote to retain the position. Um, I don't know that there's a better way. You know, if you want the governor to appoint judges, good luck on that. Um, I know a lot of the judges that are still sitting on the bench, and quite frankly, I work with a number of them in the state's attorney's office. They're very good men and women. They're very good judges. Uh, they understood, though, that in order to run and win, you had to run on the Democratic Party label. But they didn't necessarily, they didn't see themselves as Democrat and machine judges. I'm sure there are some people who are sitting on the bench that do see themselves that way. But that isn't everybody. When you heard uh, Tim Evans... Were you as disgusted as I was? Tim Evans has been the chief judge since 2001, I think, which is a little over 20 years. Uh, back when Greylord occurred, the Salvi Commission uh, looked at our court system, and they made about 140 different recommendations so that um, Greylord wouldn't happen again. And one of those recommendations was term limits for the chief judge, which was politely ignored. I think being in that position for 20 years um, is not a great thing. I think um, the chief judge presently has been part of this misunderstanding of uh, what I'll call progressive um, criminal justice, and we're all suffering for it. Yeah, it's it, it, social engineering comes with these kind of actual architects that are drawing up the schematics of a, of a collapsing society, and that seems to be a problem. Are you going to run again? You know, it hasn't gotten any better. I've gotten a little older. I, I don't know if I've gotten any wiser. Um, it's a money issue. We were able to raise a million two for the general election in 2020, and I want to thank everybody who donated and uh, basically say that you need money to get a message out. And, our, you know, we were, I was really a first-time I hate that system, I, too. I do, Dan. I hate it. But I, you're right. Uh, I just hate it. Go ahead. Well, I do, but, you know, I, I'm, I think you've spoken well of, um, of certain people with a lot of money who give money to help persons get elected. Yeah. Uh, Griffin, Mr. Griffin being one of them. And I can't um, get on the radio and uh, beg for money, but in 2024, if there's, if there's enough money there and there, this problem 
still hasn't gotten any better. In fact, it's gotten worse. I certainly would consider doing it again. But I got to tell you, um, it, it takes a lot out of you. I think it's easier. It would have been easier for me to run the office than to run for it. Yeah, I like that. Um, so where can the people go to keep an eye on you and to possibly support you? Do you still have your campaign up? Are you still giving updates as to your intention? Where can uh, people keep track of you? Um, the the Facebook site is Pat O'Brien for Justice. A little pretentious, I suppose, but uh, no, I, you know, when you talk to media people, they, they kind of have that uh, sense that maybe you should be pretentious. Well, and you should add, you know, even though your name is O'Brien, you are not in the Irish Democrat Mafia. I would add that, you know, but I'm a little controversial. Now, well, before I let you go, <laughs> okay. I, uh, I had a colonoscopy today. And I feel very Ouch. violated, and I'm pretty sure no one's going to call me tomorrow or send me flowers. Do I have a case to sue in the event they don't? Did they leave the camera in? I don't know. But somebody has to pick up a, a, a ring, class of 85, from IHM. Thank you very much. He is Pat <laughs> O'Brien. I wish you the best of luck in the future, and thank you for joining me. I, I truly appreciate it. John, great talking to you. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. I'm not old. I would have never done it. I was getting nagged to death. Um, we had a caller who wanted to remind us of the election night skullduggery that may and may not may not have happened in the Pat O'Brien election. He was a victim of that same kind of thing. We just got to, we'll find the votes later on. But that's Cook County, right? We're used to that. So when you hear somebody who wants to enforce law, to make it so that you're not re-victimized over and over and over again. And it's not a story to see that we've got a 10-time felon who now has gone into the catalytic converter rehab business who is still out on gun charges and the rest of it. I wonder if these scumbags who vote for the Democrat mafia, I wonder if they're happy the way that election night went. Kim Fox, what, what, what was he up by 12,000 and a couple hours later? Ooh, they found 30,000. Where'd they find him? They found him in a car. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? That's Chicago, baby. You got to love it. Where the drug dealer and the perpetrator has all the political protection he needs. And as for the victims, eh, you're lucky if you live. I mean, that's the society you guys wanted when you voted Democrat, isn't it? I mean, because it's not like that. It's not like that where Republicans reign. No, 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 no. I don't know if you want it, though. I don't know if you want the Republican way of life. I don't think you do. The White House press secretary, you know, stands in front of that podium and lies through her teeth every single day and usually about the state of Florida. The other day she said, oh, no, 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 it's about all the other states, Ron, the, all the other states that are in on this mafia scam. Why don't they ever talk about Chicago and the state of Illinois? Why don't they ever talk about it? There's a lot to talk about. The failure is everywhere. The quality of life for the citizens that are not actually the drug dealers or the murdering scum is really not as good as it was, say, a year ago, say, a month ago, say, two years ago, say, forever. And every year it gets worse. That's what it looks like when a Democrat's in charge. Nick, Northwest Side. Yeah, Sean, how you yeah. doing, man? Good, how are you? Uh, my sympathy, so yeah, I'll make it fast because we're running uh, uh, short on time for the break. I like when the callers know the block a- better than I do. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I watch it. I keep track. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, the, I had a hemorrhoid operation all the time. I got you beat, you know. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah, I got videos if you want. Did the hemorrhoid uh, look like Lori Lightfoot? 
Uh, I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked lately. You know, it uh, it changes with time. You know. <laughs> you know, here's the thing on the northwest side, Nick. If you were to put yeah. a vest on that thing and a receding yeah. hairline and said it was going to uh-huh. give you more welfare, you could have got yourself an alderman job at least. Thank you very much, Nick. Terry, Chicago. Hi. Uh, I I didn't like what was uh, said this weekend on uh, Fox News Sunday by John Kirby. Uh, he he was asked uh, how his wokeness uh, changed uh, the military. He said, uh, wokeness has made the military willing to defend everyone. And I say, uh, our military has always defended anyone they were told to defend. Yeah. Well, that's why you should be very concerned that if we do go to war with the KGB-run Soviet Union pretending to be Russia, you should be very nervous. Because I got news for you. I didn't see a mask on one of their soldiers. In fact, I didn't see a girl. Did you see a girl? I didn't see a girl. I saw Russians all with that ball-bearing head all ready to dig somebody's eye out with their hands. That's why you better wake up. You better wake up because we're the only ones that are weakening, hamstringing ourselves. We're the only ones that are making our military weaker, making our law weaker, making our police weaker, making the fundamental principles of America weaker. And when I say we, I don't mean all of us. I mean just the Democrat roaches that are hell-bent on destroying our nation. The real insurrection isn't the people on January 6th who are being charged with a crime. The real insurrection are the criminals in charge pretending to be an administration. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, the answer. We got a lot to talk about. I noticed something, and I'm sure you did as well, during the rally against tyranny in Canada. Which, by the way, the convoy was 40 miles long. 40 miles of trucks. They tried to downplay it. There's a blackout and regular media about it. When they do talk about it, they try to equate it to some sort of an insurrection. ruh Yeah, they're trying to say that they intimidated police. Oh, they intimidated them. Yes, protests against tyranny enforced by government agents sometimes will be intimidating to those tyrants. And that's the way they're going to cover it rather than on the issues and exactly what the hell caused it. See, we're not meant to be slaves, even if it's a medical reason to uh, enslave your citizens. Still not right. We've seen Canada go from uh, a country of Justin Trudeau's promises of sunny ways into dark authoritarian oppression and control. Yes. We want to do we want two things. We want to get rid of the vaccine mandates and the passports. And the passports is, is, that's a really concerning one. Yesterday, it was my first time ever crossing the border in my truck with my digital passport. And I held my phone up to the border agent to give him the QR code. You know what he said to me? Oh, it's okay, I don't need it. So what do you mean you don't need it? He said, oh, your truck, your phone already popped up on my screen and is correlated with your passport. Can you think of that? Can you believe that? So they know everybody who's coming up to the border before they're there and they're tracking them. If only they had this system on the southern border. Can you imagine? We might be able to cure the crime problem, the drug problem, the sex slavery, the rapes, the dismemberment now, which is catching on in Texas. We might be able to solve all kinds of problems. Now, maybe it's outlandish, but what's to... Not that I'm advocating for government uh, kind of censor... uh, uh, finding out where you are at every waking moment and the kind of you know abuse of your privacy but if you're going to do it on the northern border for the vaccine why don't you do it on the southern border for the cartel drug dealers no 
Not interested in it? Prevent the government from introducing that across the Canada, across Canada, and not limiting it to just borders. And you guys are getting it as well, and you can thank us for it because apparently, according to our sources within the media and within government, we have some some close ties. Apparently, the Trudeau government, the Biden administration, administration had no interest in it, but the Trudeau government lobbied and requested the Biden administration to introduce this. We don't know why. We don't know the terms of the deal. Are they going to be trading intelligence back and forth between Canada and the U.S. tracking cell phones? Of course, we have no idea. But this is where we're going if this does not stop. This is where we're going. And in particular, it will really thrive in these Democrat strongholds. And the people who are willing to listen to the feeble fascist and the other moron scam artists would call themselves Democrats. And moreover, they're technocrats like Fauci, who's been a particular stone in my shoe. Because the, the one thing about being free is you either are or you're not. And the idea that we've all been imprisoned, we've all had the quality of our lives stripped away from us on one level or another because of a technocrat fraud like Fauci really makes me nauseous. But when he speaks, very important people listen. So when he tells you that you're going to have to jump through certain hoops, it won't be long before you're doing the Canadian shuffle with the vaccines. And I don't just mean to eat in a Democrat sewer. I mean to travel. We will have, and we're already there, literally a billion tests available for people so that they could very Mm -hmm. easily test themselves and families so you could feel much more comfortable when you're at but the tests don't work fauci tests don't work your vaccine doesn't work in fact you can carry it you can transmit it you get you get sick with it 40 percent of the people in illinois in illinois who died had all your nonsense that you told them about now you want me to believe the tests are a cure i don't think so gatherings dinners social events which we don't have that right now. We have a lot of anxiety associated with mingling in indoor congregate settings. Not all of us. Oh, no, I have no anxiety. The, what I have is anger. Anger that there are still people dumb enough to listen to you. Still people that don't realize everything you've said since you first reared your ugly pickle face has been 100% either wrong or bull dung that you admit to later. I believe we'll start to see much more being open about indoor situations. You mean like Florida and Texas and South Dakota and 15 other Republican states that never listen to your moron lies? This kid is 16. Be they theaters, be they restaurants, be they schools, be they workplaces. That doesn't mean that it's going to be exactly the way it was three or four years ago. This is what I mean when I tell you scary words put together. New normal. See, America was abnormal. It was abnormal for the citizens to have rights. It was abnormal for the citizens to have privacy. It was abnormal for you not to be a slave. Around the world, you're slaves to a different definition or not. The new normal in America is that you're slaves again. Oh, but you are. You're slaves again, and you will be slaves in perpetuity as you listen to Pickleface. But I think when it comes to travel, school, workplace, entertainment, we'll start to see a gradual return to normal, even though normal will not be exactly the way it was before all of this. It will for me. 
and it was during it, I never believed you. Not a word from you or any other political pimp or whore. Because I realized who really pays you, who lines your pockets. And I don't just mean the 10 million people are made aware of. I'm sure there's more, pickle face. Oh, but I know how you scumbags think. I really do. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Good, how are you? You know, I'm so sick of Dr. Fauci. What I'd like to ask Dr. Fauci is how come we have to get vaccinated and illegal immigrants can come in this country and gosh knows what diseases they have. You know, just give them a driver's license, give them medical care, welfare, but they have, you know, and come in with any type of disease they want, especially the, you know, and um, we have to get vaccinated. Why, why do you, what is your opinion on that? Well, what I want to ask Dr. Fauci is if his wife looks at crossword puzzles or Vanity Fair as they wait for his Viagra to kick in. I'd like to ask that. <laughs> and then I'd like to ask where the rest of the money is. I'd like to ask that. Other than that, Dr. Fauci's opinion means absolutely zero to me. Because over the course of lying in my world, in my America, I don't listen to you anymore. I fire you. You're fired. You lie once. I don't do baseball three times. Once. Which is why you have no credibility. The CDC, the NIH, and any Democrat scumbag has zero credibility. Zero. Not just because they're willing to put up frauds and Marxists in place of experts, but because they are the Fourth Reich Marxist Mafia. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM560, The Answer. I have to tell you, I love this kind of experiment we're in because this is what separates people of character versus those willful slaves. I was raised by a very strong-willed woman. And it was wonderful to watch as she advocated for me, for rights, for freedom, as she advocated for right over wrong. Kids, it's important that kids see this. It really is. That's why over this atrocity... That is the American reaction to the Pfizer flu. Over this atrocity that we're living through, you could see but the small character of women. I'm lucky enough to have these women in my family, not just the one I'm married to, but the ones I'm related to and others that I know, as they will not allow their kids to be intimidated. They will not allow their kids to be coerced. I enjoy watching it. It, is, it truly is the only silver lining in the overthrow of American principles. We are calling... Uh, this current reality we live in, where it's just a regression to prior than American principles. Really, this is the king's old English-American hybrid, and it's nice to see people fight up against it. My daughter is in the eighth grade, um, and she, along with about 20 other kids, have been segregated in the auditorium, and... Um, if they want to go to the locker, they are escorted by a sheriff. So it's a really interesting dynamic. They are segregated. They're not so her kid won't wear a mask, and they're segregated. And if she wants to go to her locker, she's escorted by a sheriff. But the carjacking scum that goes to CPS never shows up, doesn't log in, and robs stores and people, they don't get any attention from the sheriff. Not allowed transportation, um, and they're not eating lunch with their peers who are eating maskless. So 
It's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. It's 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 so aggravating. She said, "Quote: I really want to get uh, the best education I can without being interrupted. I feel like the mask. I can't breathe with it. I get headaches at school. It's kind of weird that it's required kids to wear, but if you go to a grocery store, or a movie theater, it's not required there. Plus, she's see because the rules of tyranny, the rules of the Democrat mafia, the Marxist regime, they don't make any sense." They don't make any sense. They have no idea. They are the keystone authorities. And by the way, they don't really follow them. And I don't just mean the not-so-lovely Lightfoot going to the beautician who moonlights as a comedian. I mean any of them. They don't follow their own tyranny. It's just like Chicago. Just like Chicago where the politicians are as crooked as Grand Avenue. There are no rules for the connected. Governor Newsom and L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti are facing criticism after being spotted at the Rams game without their masks on. These are pictures from Magic Johnson's Instagram. One picture shows him in a suite with the governor. See, and that's the other thing. If you hang around with him, right? Magic. By the way, you look better after AIDS. When you hang around with him and you're in that mafia, you don't have to follow the rules either. Right? Blagojevich and anybody who worked for your father-in-law, scumbag. There's also a picture with Mayor Garcetti and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. Garcetti appears to be holding a mask. California State Senator Melissa Melendez posted this about the picture saying, quote, toddlers are being forced to wear masks all day long in school. Maybe one. Because the toddlers aren't corrupt. They didn't bribe these son of a dogs. The other people, that, those rules are for slaves. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a remember when they were launching the lottery the lottery was going to be great and all the money was going to go for schools what happened general fund for the general corruption of the democrat mafia then there was the video games i had friends sit in prison for the video games what happened video games were going to go for the education what happened to the money general fund in fact we don't really know what's not in the general fund the more bills they pass the more money that comes in general fund general fund so when you see the Biden administration, I was originally irritated, but then I realized they're just more Democrat scum. That's what they do. So when they tell governors to take the money from COVID and use it for their nonsense, for their corruption, and by the way, give a little bit to the coppers to keep the uh, Republicans quiet, I originally was angry, then just nauseous, because that's what Democrats do, lie, cheat, and steal. Jeff Mordock is a White House reporter for the Washington Times. He's not as pessimistic as I am, but he's getting there. I wanted to bring him on to discuss. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing? Wonderful, wonderful. So, you know, I love having you on. I had you on last week. I'll continue to have you on. And you are the only, one of the few that actually write about things that should be have attention to them. On the, on the main headline, this to me is a main headline story. Um, the reality is he's taking money that wasn't intended for this and directing it be used to bail out past indiscretions and past failures is that not true well that's exactly right and what you see here is he can't get his spending and climate bill passed 
So he's going to do an end around and all the COVID money he stalled out. He's going to demand that these governors use it to fund those same social spending programs that he can't get done through through the Senate. Uh, I mean, basically even said that because what shocked me, and to your point earlier, is he told the governors, we've, and I quote, we've sent you a whole hell of a lot of money and we're going to send you more if you keep using it this way. Congress is really... At this point, not even a speed bump. Isn't it Congress that's supposed to uh, kind of set the parameters? Or were we all lied to by the prior administration who really let this money go? And the, the, the Democrats tripled down on it. But the reality is it's really just given to the states with very little restriction. Is that not true? Well, that is true. But keep in mind, um, the Treasury Department last year, um, which on the process that, we get that um, the Biden administration had started, loosen the restrictions making it easier for mayors and governors to spend that money how they see fit so they this administration has worked to create a way to again has an end around for congress not passing its his spending bills is are, are there those people who are congressmen who are not just interested in becoming multi multi-millionaires and actually want to do what they said they do that are a little upset with this or if they just bended knee to this kind of corruption you know, you don't see it because you don't see the outrage. And the reason you don't is because everybody's got a COVID story that's, you know, a sob story. Yeah. And if you come out against this, then you're coming out against supporting these people who, who have COVID. You're, you're against somebody who's suffering because of COVID. You're against somebody who lost their job because of COVID. So that's why nobody wants to come out against it. Because the second you come out against the spending, you're against all the people who've lost their... So it's a really tough thing to come out and talk about the reckless spending here because you just look heartless. It really is. And um, when you realize that there's so much of of the, the people, the working people in these Democrat strongholds, like my fellow Illinoisans, who really are, are pummeled with excuses for the schools, pummeled with excuses for police that and the money really never gets there and you see this kind of slush fund be created you're talking about an infrastructure bill and a a covid relief bill that we really have very little knowledge of exactly how much money's in it and i was thinking about the federal reserve and what an inside trading scam it is and then i realized they've got congressman raskin's wife who will be appointed because of the Biden administration. Is this not another major scandal that unfortunately looks like she's going to walk right in to the Federal Reserve? Uh, It is, and it's unbelievable because you have Biden coming in and blasting Trump for, you know, putting his putting his daughter, his son-in-law, his his two sons, and having them active in the administration. And he's pledged he's not going to do that. Then you look around, and I mean, I could tick off all of the people who have family members working, at least one direct family member working for the Biden administration. Uh, Secretary of State Blinken, Jake Sullivan, uh, White House Deputy Chief of Staff Bruce Reed. Uh, now, um, he put Clyburn's, he appointed Clyburn's daughter to a high position. And that's just off the top of my head, I, without even Googling it. I bet if I Googled it, I could come up with at least three or four more names. Oh, absolutely. So then really a Pritzker somewhere in that woodpile, believe me. Um, uh, I'm sure. Are, I miss the old Democrats. And I mean the old hippie Democrats. The ones who didn't like this scam. Who would be as outraged at the slush fund money. Who would be as outraged at the Raskin appointment. Who would be as outraged as all of it as I am. Where are they? I think, I, yeah, that's a good question. I guess the answer is 
you know, they're seeing the money that's coming in and the money that this stuff is generating and everybody, as much as they're happy as they're, everybody likes money. Uh, that's not a good sign. Um, what is happening aside from that? We're about to hit the the limit again. I think it's on February 18th. And uh, is anybody bringing attention to this? Is anybody worried about this? As they have all these plans for mindless spending, as Biden has the CEOs in, and my favorite was the CEO from the pretend company, General Motors, as they talk about misappropriating funds to stoke up a, a, a sector of, of vehicles that doesn't have the the uh, consumer demand, electric vehicles and the, and the like of it. Um, is is anybody going to put up any kind of, hey, what are you doing with all this money and any kind of oversight or supervision? No, you don't see it. Um, what's really interesting is how difficult it is to try to watch every dollar that's spent on this infrastructure bill. And we don't even, and, and the thing about the infrastructure bill is one of the reasons why it's so hard to measure is because these projects are so far down the road that you've got to go through so many loopholes and so many so much bureaucracy before the first dollars even spent and that's the amazing thing about this is that by the time people start tracking this this money starts getting spent biden could be out of office it's it's going to be a while here um well, that's actually I think that's that's something yeah that, that's something and, and that's something we should pay attention to is what did this what did this do? But we're not going to know that for a very long time. The meeting with the governors was, I thought, an embarrassment. I thought Biden more than struggled through it. I think as every day goes by and he's um, protected by his cabinet, there has to be a murmur among even Democrats that this man is unfit. Are you hearing any kind of murmur of such? No, I, I I am not not among Democrats. No, um, they they seem to be content um, that they don't seem to even be raising this issue. But if you talk about him being protected, there this was another event. This meeting with the governors, where the second they opened up the floor to the governors to ask the president questions, they rushed the press out of there. And I would think uh, that the, the press end, would be livid about that. You would think, and especially because this has happened so much, this is not. This happened, the same thing happened a month ago. He, I mean, December 27th, so we're roughly, I mean, literally almost a month ago. He uh, had this meeting with the governors to talk about COVID. And again, they, as soon as they opened it up to the governors to ask the president a question, they ushered the press out of there as quickly as they could. And, you know, the press, the, you have his age shouting over president, over, over the reporters asking questions. It's, it's unbelievable. And the only time I've ever seen the press seem outraged about this was during the Boris Johnson situation, which was embarrassing because the administration, Jen Psaki, then went and pointed a finger and just blamed Boris Johnson for the whole thing, which was absurd. You as a reporter, when you watch what's going on with Rogan, and I'll tell you what, I think it's extremely interesting. When you see that the people that they're claiming spread misinformation are people who have patents in the very vaccine they're touting, are people that are, in some cases, I believe the one doctor was the most published doctor in history when it came to virology how is it so many reporters are buying the tagline of censorship before reason censorship before a thought and censorship before questioning obviously a failed plan whether it's the money whether it's the reality of the the sickness under the vaccine and uh, whether it's the the 
the real censorship and redaction of other alternatives so that so many people could have potentially been saved like monoclonal antibodies that we saw here in Florida. Why is it that uh, so many reporters are just, I mean, there's you, there's what, a handful of others? I'm I'm astonished at the lack of, of credibility among the big names and the big networks. Well, Sean, I think it goes beyond the press. I am stunned to see how compliant the American public has become. And I think what you're saying, what the issue you're raising now about the press, I think that is a function of how compliant the American public has become to doing what the government tells them. I started the show by saying it's a sad day in America when Canadians are demanding freedom and liberty more than Americans. And I am wondering if... Um, the American truckers, the American workforce, the people who are victimized by the Democrat policies will soon stand up for themselves. Or if the January 6th intimidation and the Council of Interrogation, like the Spanish Inquisition, has kind of made people fearful when you have Merrick Garland who says we're going to create a new Gestapo wing of the DOJ that will investigate people who speak of American principles and against the government. This is an interesting time, and I'm wondering if if there are people in your industry that you're hearing that you deal with, because you're in that sewer, that may have originally thought themselves Democrat but still are aware of the liberties and freedom they're losing. Are you? Is there any indication of optimism you see? I don't see anybody having that conversation. I, I don't. It doesn't mean that it isn't happening, but if it is happening, it's very hush-hush, very quiet. Um, trying to keep it out of even, I don't even say the public, but just keeping it away from other people. I mean, it seems like it's a very select group, if at all, that's keeping, that's raising those questions among themselves. I mean, it, it never makes the mainstream. When you're in these meetings and you hear questions, are, are, um, are you shocked by any of the answers that come out of the Biden administration in regards to exactly what's happening in Ukraine? And, um, you know, I, I found it interesting last week. I had to go look at some other media in in different countries to kind of get the perspective of exactly what the problem is. And you find out it's a problem that was really started in 2014. As it appears, the U.N. wanted to put a weapon launch facility in Ukraine. Isn't that really what this is all about? And American people are not getting the full story. Well, that is, it is, it's one of several issues, um, the weapon that's going on here. And yes, the American people, there's much more to this. And if you look at it, it seems like nobody's on the same page. Uh, Zelensky, the, the president of Ukraine, has one story. The Biden administration has a story. Putin has a story. European allies have a story. That's four people with a story. And none of them seem to match up. Um, and I think that is really concerning. It seems to me that Biden is not around as much as Trump. Forget the fact that anybody could ask him a question from anywhere in a press room and he'd, he'd enter and engage with them. We, you know, we took that for granted and thought that's how every president was going to be. But it seems to me that he's been absent from the White House, and it's really astonishing. Hasn't he surpassed Trump and Obama in that? Yes, he has. Um, he has surpassed both of them in terms of time away from the White House. Um, I have the exact numbers right here and it's really interesting because it includes the time he spent in in delaware at his two homes in delaware and also his time he spent at camp david and it's somewhat surprising so since taking office he has taken 42 personal trips totaling 145 days now that's split between camp david and his homes in delaware 
Uh, Trump was 124 days away from the White House, which includes um, 110 days at his golf properties and 14 days at Camp David. Uh, President Biden was a lot less. I believe he was away. I'm sorry, excuse me, President Obama, I meant to say, excuse me there. President Obama was away um, 53 days, and George Bush topped everybody with 151 days. But it is surprising, I mean, compared to his predecessors, how much he is spending, and especially while these crises are raging. You know, we've got rapid inflation. He fled to Delaware uh, during when, when we had the bungled withdrawal in Afghanistan. And what I find interesting is then the second weekend they canceled the trip because they knew the optics of that were just terrible. He's down at 36 percent this morning by polls. I don't really pay attention to polls. Two weeks ago, he was at 33 as they were launching um, 8,500 troops to Ukraine. He pops up to 41. Can he maintain even in the 30s with the way in which he's handling the calamity that is, in fact, so many of the White House policies? Isn't it just a matter of time before people start talking about the I word, which I think they should have been talking about it six months ago? I think in terms of his approval ratings, one of the things, and I think I mentioned this to you when I was on last week, one of the things to pay attention to is how much support he's losing from Democrats. Right now, the most recent poll had him at 68% approval from Democrats, and you look at that and you think that that's impressive. Then you realize in July he was at 88%. In September, he was at 75%. And when you break it down even further and you look at support among blacks, support among Hispanics, these are the key demographics that propelled him to the White House. And he's losing support among all of them. In fact, when he panders, and uh, I think his latest move with the Supreme Court justice is a big mistake among people of character, regardless of race. And as he panders to um, be woke or be a social engineer, a social justice warrior, Is he, in fact, on the momentum track to lose more support? I mean, people, uh, I can't imagine anybody's happy with the fact we are now appointing people based on if their husband is a congressman like Raskin or if they happen to fit some schematic chart of a female who a person of color to be the next Supreme Court justice, which really kind of weakens the entire credibility of the bench, doesn't it? Well, what I find so interesting about what the president's doing here is some of these women are very qualified. And I don't know why you need to limit the list to a black woman. If you just said, I need a list of the most qualified Supreme Court candidates, these women would appear on the list anyway. So it really seems to me that this is just a big show because he could have just said, I'm going to appoint the best qualified person and still could have picked a number of these women, and they would have done well with confirmation hearing. Um, uh, Brown Jackson, Judge Brown Jackson, for example, did very well among Republicans when she just got confirmed to a federal bench last year. So there wasn't the need for this. You could have achieved this goal, and it shows, I think, desperation on on behalf of the administration that they really want to call attention to themselves to what they're doing here and they really want to try and say, hey, look, guys, we're getting you a victory. We're get, we're, we're get. It shows how desperate they are for a win that they're calling attention. They could have achieved the same ends by just saying, we, we're going to do a search for the best person out there and then picked one of the black women who were going to end up on this list. You didn't need to make this all about picking a black woman. And all you've done is really just spark a firestorm among Republicans and others who look at this as you know gender identity politics on steroids. And uh, I'm wondering, is there traction with um, so many books that have come out?
that based on Hunter Biden's hard drive, that we now have, you know, I, I knew this because I read about it years ago, but there's prima facie evidence that China, in fact, has given $31 million to the Biden family. Is this something you think the mainstream media will not be able to ignore? Or is this something we should just think, oh, it's only going to be on talk radio and that's it? Well, look at the Hunter Biden scandals that, that have popped up so far. It's amazing how how little traction any of them have received. Um I mean, you could. I mean, there, there's a number of them from what the New York Post reported last year yeah. to his own admission that he's under investigation for taxes. Now, here we are in February of 2022. When was the last time you heard about it? And look at the rush to shut down the New York Post reporting, which a lot of that then was verified. Right. Well, that's why I feel a little better, because there's people like you that are writing these articles. He's Jeff Mordock at the Washington Times. He's been covering D.C. for years. He's a friend of the show. And uh, the next time you're on, I want you to look into the 2009 Pfizer R&D lab in Wuhan. You call me silly, but I see a connection there. But uh, that's just me thinking out of the box. You know how much I appreciate you coming on, Jeff. Thank you so much. Always love coming on here, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM 560, The Answer. So we had a caller that hung up from Barrington, not the Great Declaration of Barrington, where 60,000 doctors and scientists, actual ones, signed against the government seizure of your life in the name of the Pfizer flu. But he wanted to know where I got my numbers when I keep saying 40% of Illinoisans died last week uh were fully vaccinated and that i i believe they've even changed it to include the booster i don't think it's uh they're trying to sway the numbers through fraud and you can find it a news um abc 20 in southern illinois did a news story about it starting in november they started to report it and you know where they got the numbers uh dph.illinois.gov that's the illinois department of health that had to publish the numbers. That's what they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know it doesn't work. Oh, 17% less likely to go to hospital. How do you know that? They don't want you to focus on the fact 80% of the people who die, and I know some, and it's a tragedy, were clinically obese. That's what we do as human beings. We die. Should that be used as an excuse to enslave your fellow man is the only question I have. My answer is no. So I go to places that support my freedom, my liberty my individuality, because I'm not going to put a mask on my face, not just because I'm pretty, but because nobody deserves it. I decide, and I decide no. After all, are you going to use the excuse of saving a scum Chicago Democrat? You're going to lose that argument with me every time. Al, Carol Stream, and don't think they're going to get me sick. Whatever that weak Democrat body carries, I'll put mustard on and eat. Hi, Al. Thanks for calling. Hey, Sean. How you doing? <clears throat> I love your program, especially your keen sense of humor. Oh, thank you very much. You don't know anybody yeah. who lost a ring from Immaculate Heart of Mary, class of 85, do you? No, I do not. All right. Good news is it was an all-girls school back then. Go ahead. Yeah, the reason I'm calling, I want to see if you caught any of uh, Senator Ron Johnson's five-hour panel discussion on the pandemic. Ron Johnson is one of my favorite people in government. And, yes, I did. I didn't catch all five hours, but I did. And he has been giving a platform to people who wanted to discuss the reality of a failed policy versus the reality of people being forced into experimentation. 
I think Senator Ron Johnson has done a service, and everyone should check out. It was a five-hour where he had on the scientist who has nine patents, the one of whom the vaccine is based on. I believe it's the spike protein. His name is Robert Malone. And then he had on the most published virologist, if I'm not mistaken, one of the most published doctors in history, who also was an advocate for not shutting down, not forcing people to put something into their body, and all of the things that we used to take for granted as Americans who were free before we uh, became Democrat slaves. So, yes, I did, and I think everyone should watch it. And, Al, it is majorly important to realize we still have a handful of elected politicians that would rather stand up for Americanism than get cut on, on in the uh, Pfizer flu. So it's, it's refreshing, wasn't it? Yeah, I tell you, it was five hours of the most engrossing television I've ever watched. It ranks up there with the coverage of the Kennedy assassination and the funeral. And the shooting of uh, Oswald by Jack Ruby, which was on television. Yeah, so, and Jack Ruby, yeah. he had nothing to do with organized crime. No, he was just a patriot. Yeah. And uh, the Vietnamese sunk the, the ship in Tonkin. All that, you come, come on, Al. Don't start to think now. Otherwise, before you know it, you won't want to watch the testimony of people who have been adversely affected by the experiment. And you won't want to hear from actual scientists, even the ones that the, 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 the vaccine is based on. You won't want to hear him talk against it. You're going to get Russell redacted now, Al. I just got back on this fracking YouTube. You're going to get me thrown off. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, I just uh, I, I just conclude by saying you know, how they had that heavy blizzard in Boston, where one guy said he couldn't see five feet in front of him. Uh-huh. That's that's Biden, Biden's permanent mental stance. There is a clip, Al, and you can get it. They had a blind guy grab Biden's arm to walk around the factory. Biden took three yeah. steps and said, "Where am I?" They grabbed the blind guy and realized they were better off following the blind guy than following Biden. Thank you very much, Al. I really think everyone should watch it, and I really think everyone should be made aware of exactly what kind of mafia we're under. Now, there's two clips I could play to prove we have a mafia, although to you I don't think I have to. But this one sums it up the best. The Federal Reserve has been cashing in like criminals in a bank that doesn't have a safe. The Federal Reserve has been making not millionaires, billionaires, as they've been really strapping the American people with trillions in fraud, pretending to be bills that are going to make your life better. And guess who they're going to put on? They're going to put on the Congresswoman's wife, Raskin. Raskin is a particularly interesting fellow. You see, his father, his name was Marcus Raskin. Marcus Raskin was a well-known communist sympathizer. I believe he prefers Marxist. But do you think his son's any different? You can't recognize, you, you can't miss his son. He's in Congress. He's got the dyed hair, and he looks like he should have a hook in his in his mouth. Um, so on the Federal Reserve nominees, um, the Federal Reserve maintains its independence. Um, one of the picks, uh, Sarah Bloom Raskin, is the wife of Representative Jamie Raskin, as you know. Um, it's been a while since I had the seat, so I get to ask about the Federal Reserve now. Um, you know, it, he was uh, an impeachment manager in the impeachment trial of a Republican president. See, Raskin is the one you see on TV heading up this inquisition, this fraud January 6th BS. 
They don't want to look into the insider trading. They don't want to look into China giving Hunter the crackhead $31 million. They don't want to even look at the Ukrainian oligarch that put Hunter on the board. No, no, no. What our Congress birthing people want to do, they want to investigate people from January 6th, but they don't want to know who the FBI agent was screaming named Epps. Epps, FBI? Did he work for you? Oh, you can't say. Why? Because you're protecting the Marxist mafia. So, Kent, does the president believe she can keep that independence from the Fed? Well, I would also just, I think she can stand on her own qualifications, not just because yeah. she's a woman, but because she's, she's, a she's done a lot in her career. Wife. She has been said by many to be the most qualified person to be nominated to this role, which I think is probably... Are those the same people? Who want to tell me how Kamala Harris is qualified for anything other than a lunch date? Heels up. We'll be back with the rest of the clip. Matt and Bartlett, you'll be next after this. AM560, the answer. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why I don't like I like Mondays. Mondays. I don't like colonoscopies. They got a song for that. 312 642 I can't believe it's the end of the show. Matt Bartlett. Hi, Matt. Matt? Oh, I wanted Matt to be there. All right, let's uh, see if we can get Matt on the line there, Bunny. I wanted to take his call very much. In the meantime, let us discuss some of the other, the other crack pottery, the other ridiculousness of the Democrat Marxist mafia, putting in the wife of a Marxist congressman, the daughter-in-law of a Marxist professor, more important than who she's married to, I would argue. Um, she brings unprecedented experience to this role and the support of economic experts across the spectrum, including from the top economic advisor to former President Bush. She, she believes, and she has said she believes firmly in the independent role of the Federal Reserve and will work in concert with Chair Powell and her. You see what's great about having this moron W. Bush? You see what's great? They can refer to him as a supporter of their failings because he failed as a Republican, they think. I mean, after all, Bush, who created and doubled the national debt, which now I understand seems like a bargain at $9 trillion, but blew $9 trillion in debt, started a war with an excuse and a lie, meandered around, failed, is responsible for the death and mayhem of soldiers and trillions of dollars wasted. He supports her. So what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Colleagues to identify and mitigate a range of risks. Uh, she is also, uh, you know, somebody who, again, as I mentioned, has a wealth of experience uh, that she would be uh, leaning into uh, in this role. The, federal, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce sent a letter to committee members there um, calling into question her activism related to regulations on where banks could lend or, or should be able to limit lending into certain industries, specifically coal and oil. Well, let me note what a couple of others have said. The, the community banker and former Fed Governor Betsy Duke, the characterization of Sarah Bloom Raskin as someone who will use the powers of the Fed for political purposes is simply false. I saw every day her commitment to the Fed's dual mandate. You see, they like the system of pay-to-play. They like having companies be holding to them for their existence so they can enforce their mandates, their dictates, their tyranny, their incompetence, and it becomes normal. This is the scheme they've built. It's called corporatism. The whole time they blame capitalism for failure. 
failure when it's only the corporatism that locks us into corruption and scandal. See, capitalism has to abide by numbers, by fact. The reaction to this COVID Pfizer flu, if we had a capitalist system, would be everybody would be living like Florida, like South Dakota, like 15 other states, Texas, that are putting up a fight against this tyranny. Instead, with Raskin in there, she'll bribe the companies that think they can hold out just enough. I don't, although I don't know how many are left when you think about just how many are in bed with these Marxist forthright bastards. Matt Bartlett. Hi, John. It's Matt. How are you doing? Wonderful. So, Sean, I just I, first time in the my, last week, I heard you mention the forty percent figure. Uh-huh. They've been the Illinois Department of Health's website's been tracking. It's on their webpage. The breakthrough COVID deaths since April twenty third. Every Wednesday at about eleven o'clock, they update it. It's gone between twenty to forty percent since April twenty third. Forty percent was last week. Yeah. And and the funny part about it was shortly after they did that, the top doctor at Illinois Department of Health said breakthrough COVIDs were were a unicorn. They were they mm-hmm. when when their own website showed it differently. And then and they the, had pickle he, face Fauci go out and say we're going to change the definition of fully vaccinated. Right. See, that, if that's you go, the way you cook you, the numbers. If you go to their website for last week, for the last five weeks that they do breakthrough COVID hospitalizations for the last five weeks equals the number of breakthrough COVID deaths for the last five weeks. It's about, there's, there's been about 1,025 deaths in the last five weeks, 1,085 hospitalizations, which means breakthrough COVID, if you had the vaccine and you were hospitalized, it was like a 99% chance of death. Do you know, Matt, you better be careful. You're starting to sound like Dr. Robert Malone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for allowing people to check for themselves at the Illinois Department of Public Health.gov. Or, I'm sorry, .illinois.gov. See, this is what we need to do. Now, if we could only do it with money, the Federal Reserve, maybe even Democrats would be upset when they put in a stooge like Raskin's Marxist wife. Maybe even they would get a little upset at the crime they keep passing off as a recovery or our economy or a solution. But those will only be the ones that don't believe the lies, that understand you shouldn't put anything in your body when a liar tells you, let alone a mask on your kid to teach him how to be a willful slave. There is an answer. The answer is freedom. The answer is liberty. The answer is Americanism. Start acting like it instead of watching Canadians do it for us. I can't believe how fast this show went. Maybe it's because I got violated. We'll be back tomorrow, 21 hours. Hopefully my dignity will be back as well.